This is a small video about the destruction of sacred landscapes. Um, my name is uh, Runiane Rasmussen. I'm a historian of religion uh, from the Universities of Uppsala and Copenhagen. And you can follow me on a number of platforms or on this homepage here. <laughs> you can also patron support my work with Nordic history religions as rejected animist knowledge forms. Um, I have a lot of followers from uh, North America and I often get the impression that Turtle Islanders are looking to the old world as a haven of authenticity and perhaps that we have a closeness to traditional culture and its ways of relating to humans, to landscape, spirits uh, and what you might call the ecology of other than humans and that that is sort of less ruptured than what you find in, in your ascendant um, diaspora populations. I don't think this is the case. Um, the fact that you speak Gaelic and wear a kilt or has some super Viking sounding name, that doesn't mean that you're less dependent on uh, modernity than if you are Canadian or American. Um, of course, there are complexities to everything, of course, but I think that as a general rule, I think we are exactly as ruptured from our other than human ecologies as any other Eurodescendants. And I'll take the other than human ecology of my own village as an example of this. What you see here behind me uh, facing the forest is actually the farm where I grew up. And this area here has been densely populated. I think the word always might not be an exaggerating exaggeration. Just in front of the farm towards the, the forest, you, uh, there remains of an old Iron Age farm and you still find these sort of shards of 2,000-year-old uh, pottery from that period if you look closely when you're over there. And just at the rim of the forest, my, my father actually found this very beautiful Stone Age axe. And, and uh, just behind where I'm sitting right now, there's actually an a ancient burial mound of the kind that has remained a target of sacralization throughout Scandinavian history. Can't you see it? No. There's a reason that you can't see it, and the reason is that it isn't there. It has been plowed, plowed down, and completely destroyed. So the only thing that's left is a bit of coloring of the earth and a little bit of an elevation, which means that an archaeologist, such as our neighbor just on the other side, that he can tell that perhaps a century ago there was still a burial mound there. Um, our neighbor also told me that in the immediate surroundings of this small village, there probably used to be about 50 to, uh, or 30 to 50 burial mounds these kind of burial mounds. And you know how many are left now? There are two heritage protected burial mounds. Ancient sacred sites with organic relation to humans through millennia, you know, 30 to 50 of them have been plowed down just around the little village where I happen to grow, grow up. Uh, probably two sacred wells in the immediate area here have been uh, drained places where people did mayday rituals and wakes and prayed for miracles and got drunk together and so on. A massively sacralized cultural landscape, agricultural landscape have been, has been massively destroyed. And this is what, le what is left, fields. And this, uh, this destruction is fairly recent, if not in fact ongoing. Uh, many of these mounds can still be seen as like contours in the landscapes, but with contemporary agricultural tools, 
the archaeologists told me that we're probably the last generations who, uh, who is able to see them as remaining kind of shapes in, on the fields. Um, there used to be a line of burial mounds following the cr uh, hillside crest pointing towards a, a top called the Pyre Mound or the Beacon Mound. Um, uh, on that top there's a medieval church in the middle of a village and we can of course wonder if there was a pre-Christian sacred site before the church. Uh, it's overlooking an area of wetlands, a small lake and some barks and, and the archaeologist there is fairly sure that you would probably find uh, sacrifices in, in those wet areas there. Um, I don't think this is particularly to the little village here where I happen to grow up. Uh, I think if you take, I think it's pretty much the same everywhere. If you take a random village in, I don't know, England or Germany, you'll probably be able to tell a very, very similar story. Massive extermination of other than human ecology. Both the obvious, which is the uh, global catastrophe of biodiversity breakdown, which means that from my childhood to today, you know, uh, a, a spring night, uh, the birds singing in a spring night silenced up significantly and uh, there isn't any more these splashes of insects on, on the front screen of your car when you go and if you sit under a tree in summer there isn't any more this humming of insects inside it. Um, the breakdown of biodiversity might be uh, one of the biggest cataclysms in the history of life and I think there's also a a religious, what we might, would normally label the religious side to this, which is the destruction of uh, the human bond with the landscape. Uh, something such as these mounds, they're human bond with the landscape. They used to be inhabited by spirits. People used to have wakes on them and to keep them untouchable, almost like groves, and they were filled with trolls and elves and whatnot. And people interacted with them in, in many ways. They could be helpful or dangerous, and all that relating is a bond with the landscape. And um, I think that today, when we're thinking about stuff like Nordic animism and re-engaging uh, these traditions, I think that, that, that uh, re-engaging existing hotspots of other than human ecology, such as these two mounds that are left, I don't think that's enough because we're basically sitting at the back end of a massive destruction of sacred landscape. And I think we need, of course, close attention to folklore and names that indicate other than human relationships and so on. But I also think that we need new ways to sacralize because we need to sort of rebond an entire landscape with humanity, basically. Uh, because we have been ruptured from the world and we need ways that are non-nostalgic somehow. Um, so uh, appropriate to our times, ways that are appropriate to our times. And I don't have a finished solution. Uh, I know that there are people who are starting to reclaim the idea of groves and this is one very dynamic and inspiring idea that's present, presently growing among people who are interested in re-engaging traditional animist religiosities uh, rooted in Northern Europe. And that is one, I think, very fine idea. But I think there should probably be others. Perhaps we should also think about urban landscapes and, uh, and so on. Anyways, that's just a couple of small thoughts on the destruction of and re-engagement with religious landscapes. Um, Yes, you can follow me on uh, different uh, social media platforms, support my uh, work through Patreon, and uh, I'll see you around. Ciao.